This is Twa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, signings set to be on show as United head for Spartans. And hola muchachos, the Mexicans are moving in at Delighted D. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Twa Teams One Street. I'm Tom Duffy and podding alongside me this week, as usual, are George Cran. Hello. Graham Finnan. Hello, everyone. And we've got a special guest. Late substitute for the too busy Allen Temple. It's none other. None other, other it's none other. That's the same Easy for you other, to say. Than the boss, Sean Hamilton. George is sitting up straight and bare now don't care if he's retired. Oh, no, the, the boss, that's Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> You play guitar. Uh, well, <laughs> you do, eh? Yeah, yeah. I know you're right, actually. I shouldn't I shouldn't do myself down. No, you are the boss. Yeah. What, what am I going to call you? Would you, would you want to be called head of sport? Uh, depends what else <laughs> is going on. <laughs> it's a good thing. Yeah. Well, you're Sean's here. fine. Okay, Sean. Right. You're here to give your expertise about everything. I must. You, well, you know everything. I don't. I don't, not at all. So we'll, we'll start with you. I actually know surprisingly little. <laughs> well, that never stopped me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the real ball comes out on Saturday, boys. Mm. And Dundee right. United are at Spartans. And does anybody want to say the name of the cup? I just call it the League Cup. It's the Via Play, isn't it? Yeah. The is it Via the Play Va- Cup. Is it just the Via Play yeah. Cup? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I've got just now because I got it for the Scotland. Are oh, you paying for it? Are you? Uh, I, uh, You're the I one. Think run, I think it. I think it. I think These televised yeah. games, so yeah. they'll need to start well. But United aren't on TV, but important game for them. It's been a difficult summer, Sean. Mm. They'll want to start well. Oh, of course, absolutely. Yeah, I mean United and. Whatever the circumstances, I mean, if you're if you're going away to to Spartans, you're expecting to win. That, that's it. Regardless of anything else, you are the favourites. So there's pressure on them in that sense. There always would be uh, under those circumstances. But I guess, uh, given that you've gone down, um, and you didn't expect to go down, uh, puts a, a little extra layer on top of it. Um, they want to turn up and kind of set a standard early doors, you know. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there'll be a lot of eyes on them, and uh, you know, if they if they if they stumble in that first game uh, immediately, mm. you're, you've got questions to answer, and, and the pressure just ramps up enormously. So, yeah, it's it's a big one for them. Um, have, they, have they had a bad summer? I don't think they have. have it's, they? A diffi- it's a difficult oh, summer. Difficult, no. right? Okay. It has been, I mean, Nobody's still... really seen it the last. Ah, well, <laughs> yeah. difficult summer behind closed doors. Yeah. Mm. What's the, the I mean, the feedback has been positive about the actual games, mm-hmm. but the, I mean the fact is, and I mean, bring you in here, Bear. They're still rebuilding their team. They've they've, they've made two signings this yeah. week, look very good signings, but they are being thrown in quicker than any manager would want. Yeah, it. definitely, and they're going to be rebuilding their team. I would suggest certainly to the end of the transfer window and possibly beyond. The transfer window, mm. uh, you know, because you can you can Loans bring in and free agents, free agents, of course. Yeah, there's you know? always a plethora of guys that get 
released mm. at the end of August. Yeah, so, and yeah. so it's, it is an ongoing process, and even though they've played a couple of games behind closed doors, you know, it's uh, you know, uh, it's going to be. I would think a few months before we we'll actually see the real United team, and that you know that that could be a concern for Dundee United because by that point we will be into uh, league league fixtures, which of course that is United's main objective this season to get themselves back into that that Premier League. But a good one on Saturday. I think the fans will be delighted to finally go and see their team. Everybody else, yeah. you know, all, I mean Dundee have had games. All the other teams have seen have had games where the fans have been. Able to get in and see a game. I have to, I have to say that this would have been my dream pre season. I, I never <laughs> liked pre season friendlies. Couldn't no. get in to see them, but you would have thought to go. I'm you, an exception. I mean, Alan Temple's done his best to, to climb above hedges and that and cover games, so you would have thought to do exactly the same thing, Tom. But um, no, it's good to see the real ball coming out. You're right on, on Saturday, and it'll be interesting to see what. Uh, Jim Goodman's first starting lineup actually is. He's brought in a, a goalkeeper this this week. We don't know too much a, a, about him, Jack Walton, and, and another guy. Good up. pedigree. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I mean, I think I think it's telling that. Well, you know, we know Jim Goodman is going to be bringing more players in. He has moved very quickly to to bring a goalkeeper in. And I think that's telling. And as much as that, Mark Barigiti, while he's still got another year to go at the club. I'd be surprised if Mark Berrigiti is actually in the goal on Saturday. I think Walton mm-hmm. Walt will come straight into the team. And that, that may in turn put pressure on Berrigiti and, and as much as, you know, to, to basically realise that his days at Dungeon United will be numbered, you would, you would suggest, in, in terms of match action. Yeah. He could hang on for as long as he wants. He's got a year on his contract. He could stay at United. But you maybe be putting a bit of pressure on him there mm. by bringing that goalkeeper in. So, it was, yeah, I, I'm not surprised to see he has signed the goalkeeper and it's important that he gets off to, to a good start. And I know that there is pressure in, in these sort of League Cup games. You know, there, there is pressure for the big team and Dungeon United are the big team in the section to, to get through. It is more important that United start putting a team together on the park. Um, hopefully they'll still manage to, co- to qualify from that mm-hmm. but what I would say is let's not put too much pressure on the manager here straight off straight off the bat because you know he's got enough on his plate you know getting a, getting a, a squad together and, and being prepared for that for that championship but I'm glad it's starting anyway Tom we can, we can look forward to that on Saturday George just to pick up on something Bear said there and I mean I hate to disagree with Bear so I'm going to like <laughs> do it he said that puts the, the arrival of Jack Walton puts pressure on Berigiti. Does it not finish him? I mean, I, I've, I've, I'm nothing against Berigiti. He's, he's another one that had a fine pedigree, but the fact of the matter is he did not have a good season last season. Hmm. Could that be the end of him? I mean, what, what, we'll come to as is Behic, who might not be seen again, fellow countrymen. Jim Goodwin made the point about him. It's a long, long way from home. If Berigiti's not playing, he might want to get back to Australia. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a clear signal from the manager, isn't it? Um, the good thing about having Goodwin in towards the end of last season, although it didn't work in terms of keeping United up, he got to have a good look behind the scenes and see where the problems mm-hmm. are. And it seems like his initial signings have all been about fixing those big problems. And I think one of them was, was the, the goalkeeper. I mean, we could see... Every manager, I think, or certainly Liam Fox and um, <clears throat> Jim Goodwin at, at one point kind of 
gave up patience with yeah. Borigiti because there was just too many errors. And I, yeah, I, I, I can't see a way back. The issue is who who signs him. That's the yeah. thing after the season he's had. He's, he's well, certainly. I mean, people, anybody who's watching him weekly here, yeah, that's going to have a hard time justifying shelling out. But then may, maybe, yeah. yeah. Australia, maybe, maybe Australia is the yeah. Yeah. down under. Is exactly, it? yeah, and and also, I mean, uh, I suppose it's it's, it's a, it sounds a wee bit daft to say that oh, fans in Australia they maybe won't have seen because the global media is global and you see everything everywhere. You can if you go looking for mm. it, but you know, I doubt that there there will be you know. Um, kind of compilations of Mark Birgitte howlers on Australian television, for instance, and things like that. So, no, uh, and, I, and if there was a story in Australia about Dundee United with the World Cup last season, uh-huh. and it was going to be Behitch, yeah. I think yeah. it was the, the focus of that. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he does seem to have a good reputation there. So, yeah. I mean, you'd hope for his sake, if this is the end mm-hmm. of his mm-hmm. time at United, he would get, get a yeah. move back home or where, wherever he wants to. And I, but I just think Jack Walton. Maybe not first choice at Luton, uh-huh. but had been on the bench a lot. Mm. He's not. He's not coming to the Scottish yeah. Championship to be on the bench. No. He could be sitting exactly. on the bench in the English Premiership. Well, they would. They wouldn't season. be happy. Luton wouldn't send. No, it's part, it's it's part of his development yeah. as well, isn't it? So they're, they're saying. I've got to say, I completely went over my head that when, when Jack Watt signed, he was coming up on loan from Luton. That Luton had actually a and Premiership club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you start to realise what, well, you, and you're right enough. You know, he's he's coming up here to take the gloves. There's no doubt about that. It could depend on whether. I mean, Mark Bergetti's obviously turned up, which he's had to do for pre-season training to be part of his contract. He'll be getting a wage. It'll depend on, as you said, Tom. His stock will still be quite high, I would imagine, in in Australia. Yeah. Any goalkeeper can have a bad season. Yeah. It's whether he can he can get himself a contract that is lucrative enough to to, to price him away from Dundee United at this point in time. Did you have any bad seasons? Oh, I'm teen. I'm teen. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not seasons, but you know, I was thinking about that. You know, the other day. I was fortunate. I played at a time when there was teams didn't actually carry substitute goalkeepers. Mm. So you know, everybody has, has has bad spells, but you were just you just had to play through them. Fortunately, they didn't go on for long enough that the manager mm. says, said we're going to have to sign another keeper. You're going. Um, <laughs> we need to send you to Australia. But, yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I think that that's the thing. I think that's what it's going to boil down to ultimately. Who's going to who's going to give Mark Berrigiti a contract that's comparable? At, or, or gets as near to the one he's got at Dundee United at this point in time. I mean, the one the one problem for him might be modern managers. We've seen it across the road at Dens. I think it was last week that Tony Doherty said, "I want three goalkeepers mm. competing." And, mm. and Jim Goodwin might say, "Well, I don't have to look for an experienced backup because I've got one there, so just keep him." And then he's got his three goalkeepers. If if Barry Geetie goes, you would imagine United would, would be in the market. For mm. another goalie, I, I think maybe with the, the way finances are coming from the Premiership down to the Championship, they might be quite happy with just the two. I think because you can use that money you use, elsewhere. You, you've also got to, to build your squad at yeah. that level, I suppose, as well. Because uh, Jang Newman's an up and coming goalkeeper, yes. I like him a Aye. lot. So, ah, well, I get that was what was crossing my mind there is if he lets Barry Gitti go. He's maybe trying to bring someone in who might be third choice, and mm-hmm. how do you persuade someone to sign yeah. Yeah. when they're going to be third no, choice? It's not but an easy sell. Mean, mean, time will tell. And as, as George says, the financial situation means if, if I would imagine Barry Gitt is on a decent wage because he's an experienced oh, he be, yeah. player, yeah. and if he's going, 
if he wants to go, I would think United probably would let him go home. Mm-hmm. We, we should probably mention the other the other signing because that's got seems to have ramifications. Ollie Denham from Cardiff City seems to have paved the way for Charlie Mulgrew to go if he wants. Mm. Yeah. I don't think that'll come as a surprise to, to many Dundee United fans as well. I, I mean, Charlie McGrew, McGrew has been a fantastic player throughout his career, an experienced player. He's played at the highest level, he's played at international level, but he is, I think he's 37 years old. Yeah. And he, you know, it's, he, there's no getting away from the fact that you, you simply can't cover the ground at 37 the way you did at 27 so Jim Goodman's looked at that again Charlie McGrew will be on a big wage mm-hmm. and therein lies a problem when you're 37 yeah. <laughs> who else is coming looking for a 37 year old defender well, it could depend on what Charlie's got, got an offer elsewhere mm-hmm. but uh, it depends about you, <coughs> how you want your team to play as well if you're a coach because I mean I, I, I don't know what Jim Goodwin wants Dundee how how he wants them to approach yeah. matches in the championship because we've not seen them neither has anybody else but you know, if you're a club of the stature of Dundee United in the Championship, you want to be on the front foot, you want to be controlling games, you know. Um, and in that case, your centre-halves, where are they going to be sat on the pitch? Yeah. You you know, you're expecting them to be up towards yeah. the halfway line and controlling the game. So yeah. there's a lot of space in behind you. Mm-hmm. So if a team's going to break on you and you're 37, are you going to have the legs to get back mm-hmm. and cover that break? Don't think so. So I think that under those circumstances, that might make it difficult for Charlie Mulgrew to play at Dundee United this season. But then he gives you that quality in the ball. He does, yeah, That's absolutely. Difference, but oh, but maybe Jim from watching it, Bear knows from watching a lot of championships. Exactly, I was just going to say his that. Long yeah. and painful Dundee supporting <laughs> career. You can, if you've got two centre halves that defend really well, yeah. mm-hmm. you can leave, and, and you're the team that's chasing the title. You can leave them back and do. They defend. Yeah. I always think yes, here's me talking about centre half sitting on the halfway line. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting we're not talking Champions League here. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, one one of the things I admire greatly about Lee Ashcroft at, at Dundee is when he gets the ball, he looks for the simple pass, mm-hmm. and you can let other let other players do the creative stuff. Now Charlie Mulgrew does the creative stuff. Is it needed? Also crosses my mind if he if Jim Goodwin's looking at. Char- Charlie Mulgrew is a squad player. A, at 37, you don't want to be sitting on the bench. And B, at 37, can you sit on the bench for six, five, six weeks <laughs> at a time and then suddenly come in and be Matt yeah. Sharp? Really, S- you, need to keep, you need to, you need <laughs> can, to keep yourself going. Can you going. sit on the bench for 45 minutes and then and and go to the park? There's a lot of players <laughs> his age would have to stand in the, mm. in the technical but area. That, that's why Saturday's lineup is going to be really interesting, yeah. Tom. To see if he does bring these two new lads in straight away, if it's a new look, effectively defensive setup, you know Kevin Holt's going to be there, you know the, uh-huh. as well. It could be a completely new new lineup we're looking at here. But I'll give you an indication, I think, of where Jim's go- Jim Goodwin is going with with mm-hmm. his Dungeon United team. I, he's got to use these games to an extent to get get his new partnerships, not just. In central defence, but all over the pitch. Mm-hmm. And I mean, get them, get the, the defence used to the goalkeeper, get the midfield used to each other. Yeah. So you, you tend to think it'll be the new players will all be involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's, we, we we have this discussion every season at this point. With since the league cups change format, 
you know, every every mm. manager's given it. Oh no, we're taking this very seriously, and we want to win this tournament, and you know, we don't, we're not treating it like a friendly. But to an extent, every manager kind of has to to an yeah. extent yeah. because there's just not enough time otherwise. So you're, you're inevitably there's there's some degree of experimentation still going on when you get to the tournament. Yeah, it's the truth. Not basically the the, the Premier League clubs and the clubs at the top end of the Championship treat it. Treat the groups with hope, mm. yeah. and if they get through the groups, they, well, yeah, it it's like well, they've got to get their team together. It's like well, we should have enough to get through yeah. this, yeah. even if we're if we're messing about a bit. That's, that's, there, that's there is, there, there's that. a backstory that, that you know the, the big clubs are under pressure to get through, and Jim Goodwin is under real pressure to get off to a good start, and that's that's a conundrum he's got. While he 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 can treat it, you know, he wants to get his, his team ready for the championship. He can't afford to take his eye off the ball and have a slip, you know, against Spartans or <laughs> against one of the other yeah. winners yeah. because the, the, the fans will be on his case instantly. No, there's no leeway at no, all. No, yeah. there's not. So, yeah. It's Likewise, it's, it's Jim Goodwin. He always strikes me as a strong character. He's, mm-hmm. he's got that strength of character. I mean, he, he, he took the United job at a time when, after what happened at Aberdeen, he would have been forgiven for a want of break, but he wanted right back in. Mm-hmm. He was like that as a player. Will his mindset be, we want to qualify, we want to we want to go as far as possible in the competition, make a bit of money, but he'll also have in the back of his mind that if United win their first four league games, nobody's really going to worry too much if they've if they've struggled a bit over the the via play cup mm-hmm. sections. Ah, uh, that's that's true. I mean, when you're in the championship, and obviously. Your your priority is the league, it always is. But I mean, if you're if you're doing all right in the league, uh, and you're in that position, the, all the, the cups a wee bit of extra excitement. It can it can add to your yeah. sort of good vibe mm-hmm. around the place mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're streaking ahead in, in the league and you're also having good results in the cup as well. It just builds and creates a, a good feeling. But it's 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 it feels like a bonus. It feels like yeah, it's not it, it's not essential for all for, and and for all that. Every manager will, will give it. They'll pay lip service to taking it very seriously. Uh, okay, I think you have to say that. But if you if you United certainly will will want to be getting through this group stage a hundred percent definitely. But if they don't, as long as they do all right in the league, it's not the end of the world. What I'm saying is, if they don't get through. Can you imagine the pressure that Jim Goodwin's going to be know. under at Gayfield, the first first league game of the season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, to be brutally honest about it, is the, is the problem for managers with the Via Play Cup, people like us, because if you, if you don't... <laughs> it's all, it's all if fault. You don't, yeah. No, it's not all our fault, but the pressure comes from, we add all, it's, a, yeah. it's a good statistic if things are going wrong. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody really says, well, that's them won eight games in a row, because... If four of them were in the Via Play Cup against part-time opposition, I say, yeah. I say that. I said that last season, but don't. But if it go, if it goes the other way, mm-hmm. yeah, those those games <laughs> yeah. are added on, you know, to the bad run yeah. statistic, and and that's when pressure comes. Dun- Dundee United's problem is the conversation we just had. Putting pre- <laughs> I've forgotten already. <laughs> well, we to, I think, sorry, yeah. I, think I maybe got caught up there. But no, the, what, what it is is like we, we all talk about the like the way that we build it up. Like, oh, there's yeah. pressure here. Oh, yeah. there's this, there's that. We're putting the pressure on by even yeah. having that conversation. Yeah, I suppose. But I, I, I always see the group stage certainly for clubs like United as an opportunity to get the season off on the, on a, a good start because you're playing against lower league. Teams mm-hmm. are generally the favourite. You should be scoring goals and getting 
wins on the board and a bit of momentum for the season to come. And I, th I think it's a decent group for United, to be honest. I well, think I was going to yeah, say, the, the, the big, and I'm sure Jim Goodwin's thinking about this as well, the, the big plus for United is if they can go and beat Thistle. Uh -huh. Yeah, and... A good, result, a good result against Thistle, a good performance against Thistle, it looks Thistle good, sends a message yeah. out to the champions. And uh, I don't, uh, I don't yeah. see Partick Thistle being the same Partick I, Thistle I we saw at the end of last season, because obviously they've lost their key players, including yeah. one to United, which uh -huh. helps. Um, they're certainly rebuilding. I think you'll find it's two. Two? Don't you read your own notes? Oh, I don't read my own <laughs> notes, I'm forgetting. Yeah, it is two. Uh, and they've obviously lost That's Tiffany Hope, and Turner. Hope, Hope, yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's the truth. I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> they've lost quite a few players. They are certainly in a rebuild. Spartans are the newest team in the SPFL. They will be on a high, but United should should be beating them. Pierhead have been really struggling last season. And Falkirk, we have no idea what Falkirk So we're ramping even more so pressure on United. Uh, no, but I, I see it as <laughs> a, a positive an, yeah. Yeah. I see it as an opportunity. To I must have, I look at it. Get wins on the board. Having realised there was two... Patrick Thistle, Ross Doherty was a driving force for mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Now, having seen a few Patrick Thistle games last season, albeit on TV, and, and I'm thinking particularly the, the first leg of their uh, playoff against Queen's Park, there are times, there were often times in games that they had to dig in. I, didn't, I never saw a game where Patrick dominated for mm -hmm. 90 minutes. Kevin Holt was a big player for them then. At the back, his experience when they got through the spell in the in the games where other teams were on top. So, having gone from being worried about United and calling for them to destroy <laughs> the Jags, promotion hopes before the league even starts. I've got to say, I was, I was very impressed with what Chris Doolan did coming in, taking yeah. over from Ian McCall. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a I'm not saying Park are going to be fantastic because you can't take that many good players out of the team and expect them to perform at the same level. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Chris Doolan put a team on the park mm. that will be competitive next season in that league. But again, it's the same as as at Dungeon. Chris Doolan will be putting a team together through this group mm -hmm. stage and, and trying to find out where they are at at this point in time. The good thing is it's competitive football, Tom. That's, yeah. they're taking, they're, we see the friendlies. And we've been, I've been to a few already this season where... Things become disjointed because they make so many substitutions, managers, because they want to see, they want to get minutes into players' legs, and yeah. and they're, they're not fantastic games. These are real games. Uh -huh. These are real competitive yeah, games, and, and you're going to see actual real tackles going in in these games as well. So, yeah, we'll see what United are made of on Saturday. That was just that friendly. It was St. Johnson and East mm. Fife, but the, it, St. Johnson changed the entire outfield team, changed at half time. Mm. That was 10 subs. Yeah. The goalie was the only one that was the same. Feel sorry for That's the boy in the tannoy. <laughs> feel sorry for the boy in the press box who's <laughs> got to send over the subs mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. and watch the game at the same time that's just a selfish point of view George yeah, George, they don't have to do that anymore, George you so. did the Dundee game at Brecon did you not just do the Dundee team for the first hour and, <laughs> and then put this, the Dundee team for the six, second I, I just for the last half of that just didn't do just the team to go back to a point Bear made about this this is a team in sort of that's under construction the other thing about United you obviously you're drawn to the names and the new signings, but with Tony Watt injured, who's up front? Big I can't. Question. I cannot big, hazard the guess. Big big question. Uh, be, again, I'll be interesting to see. I mean, he, 
he does have a few of the young lads. He's got Rory McLeod. Is he going to is he going to start off with him? He's got Glenn Middleton, obviously there. I'm big. I'm a big admirer of Glenn Middleton. I think he could be a real a real plus for United certainly in, mm. in that championship. But how does he? But then you're there, in, you're there isn't there isn't much weight there. So mm -hmm. how's he how is he going to set up? How is he going to get players forward? Um, you know, the wide wide area is going to be very important. Uh, for Dungeon they have a few youngsters, Meekinson, Chris Mockery, you know, a few young lads that are coming through as well who could be involved. But there, there isn't a there isn't a you know a spearhead, a, a figurehead. Yeah, and up he's, top. He, he's he said just the other day that he's he's looking for a an experienced striker in the Stephen Fletcher mould, which I have to put me put me in mind of a story Alex Smith told uh, told us one day when he was at uh, the United manager, I can't remember, he was the Stenhouse Muir or something like that, was his, in his early managerial career, and he bumped into the great Jock Steen at a, a midweek game that they were both just watching, and he said, he, the Steen was like, how are you getting on, son? How are you doing? Do you need any help? Blah, 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 blah and all that. And uh, Alec uh, told the story again to himself, he said, yeah, well, you know what, Jock? I'm looking for a midfielder. And Steen said, what type of midfielder? He said, well, I'm really looking for someone who can defend in his own box, get up the park for 90 minutes and support the forwards and score a few goals. And Jock Steen said, son, if I knew that midfielder, I'd be saying <laughs> no recommending him to you. And I mean, replacing Stephen Fletcher is, the, mm. it's, a, it's a big, big ask, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it is. I think back to, Last season, it's not that long ago, but I mean, particularly when you think about what the what the championships, what it can be like in terms of being athletic and get the ball forward mm. and what have you. He it, it, he, it would suit him as game because he he's, he wins everything in the air, absolutely everything, and the ball tends to stick to him as well. So, he, a, a Stephen Fletcher type striker would be really really useful for Dundee United. How do you find one? Though? Exactly, that's the problem. Um, but. Yeah, he would have been uh, he would have been pretty useful uh, this season. But you know, uh, uh, if you've gone down, your revenue goes down. It's, he's, yeah. he's a luxury. Oh, yeah. a luxury. Oh, yeah. I think I think Dungeon will find that that type of player. Yeah, but it may not be for another five or six weeks yet. That's the problem mm, yeah. we've got. You know, so well that, there'll be know. so there'll be so many players just hanging on and hanging on as well because they know that the window doesn't shut till the mm -hmm. end of August. So. There'll be there'll be certain players who who will sign deals early in the window because they've had a really good offer and they're happy with it and we'll take that. But there'll be other guys who are like hedging their bets and they're yeah. waiting to see what happens because it's again it's like it's like dominoes. When one goes, another mm. bunch will follow, uh, and that hasn't quite happened yet. This this window, I don't think. So, but once things start moving, there, there will be guys who who, who then uh, will become. Probably, you know, more. What's the word I'm looking for? More viable targets, yeah. if you like. But that we're not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. And to be fair to Jim Goodwin, he's he's gone about it the way the book says to go about it. When you're having to rebuild your team, he's identified United were miss, missing. I feel like the dogs of war in the middle of the park. He's done that with Doherty, and now he appears to have sorted his defence. And that's the sensible thing to do because here in the end. Keep a clean sheet. Hopefully, you get one mm -hmm. goal, mm -hmm. and you you've won on Saturday, uh, and it's solid. And the thing about trying to replace Stephen Fletcher, often in those instances where you lose a big player, it then becomes a jigsaw, doesn't it? You, you maybe get 
get an experienced striker that can hold the ball. To blow my own trumpet slightly here, I noticed the other night, Declan Glass playing in an advanced midfield role got rave reviews for his performance in the friendly against Motherwell. Mm -hmm. that, adds the, that adds the creativity. So it might be that it's more than one player that is used to fill the void that's left by Fletcher's departure. Yeah, it's, like I say, you're, you're not got a figurehead, so you're looking for other players to suddenly weigh in from different areas. I mean, I, we talked about a few of them, Declan Glass, Mikasin, Rory McLeod, maybe uh, Logan Chalmers coming back into the yeah. team. He, it's a big season for him if, if, he, if he can finally find his, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a, a real bit of form. That done, you need a consistent bit of form. He can be a big player for them. But others will have to weigh in at this point in time. But maybe the case that Rory McLeod scores four goals on Saturday yeah. up, up top and suddenly <laughs> the no problem, problem is yeah. solved. Is that one, is of the, one of the pluses of having the young talent that United have? These these kids aren't 28, 29, 30 going, oh, Spartans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, where, where's the big stands? And these these kids oh, are playing for places, playing for their futures. Mm -hmm. they're, they're hungry. Every, every game's a challenge to them. And... and one thing we know about these kids, if the, if they rise to the cha challenge and reach the le levels they're capable of, they're very, very good players. I mean, United's, uh -huh. United's problem come January might be clubs coming in for those kids because they're doing so well. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and and thinking about it, we're talking about you know Fletchers and big players and this and that, but there there comes a point with with young players where. It has to be their season. This has to be the one. Yeah, maybe maybe for these guys, Chalmers, like Tomokri and whatever, yeah. you know, what will happen is you'll just get your opportunity and that'll be the season for you. So yeah. it could easily be that the solutions to these issues that we're talking they're right there, mm. but we just haven't seen them yet. Um, but it, yeah, there, there has to be a season where these guys step up and either, either kick on uh, and become sort of thought of as senior players uh, and... and become subject to interest from elsewhere and whatever or they just don't <laughs> uh, and yeah we're, at, we're probably getting to that stage with with a couple of yeah. those ones yeah right. it's, it's you go from you go from playing half the games to mm -hmm. really you you want to be a starter yeah when you're fit and your, your form should dictate that yeah and they've also i mean i don't think it's from what we hear, it's not going to happen for these group stage games. But Tony Watt's not too far away, so mm. you hope. But there's a, there, there has to be the chance for him as well that someone will come in and, and he'll yeah. be allowed to go too. That, that that could well happen. And I said that on a, on previous podcasts, we'll we see Tony Watt in the Dundee United shirt again. You know, uh, we just we just don't know. He seems up for the challenge, certainly. Yeah. The, way, the way he's spoken, mm. you know, and what a player to have. And we're, we're talking here, like, like Dungeon United have major problems. Wait a minute, you know, if you look at Dungeon United's they squad... They have major assets mm. too. Have, yeah. Exactly. In that championship, they've got a bloody decent squad compared to some of the teams that are in there, you know, so they've still got a squad that is going to be competitive. They just need to find a few players in the right areas. They might have got one in, in the goalkeeper in, in, in Jack Walton that, we've really got to see him hopefully he can get off to a decent start if they can find a striker you know the, the other holes are, are, are pretty much fault time I, I would say you know yeah. in that team and you know if you looked at Dungeon United's squad there's there's multiple managers in that championship we go I would take a few there. I was about to say this is this is the episode of two teams where the United fans go well they're so negative <laughs> and any but any listening any listening championship manager goes they've got problems with that squad <laughs> 
It's a bit like that, isn't it? You know, yeah, you've got to be you've got to be positive, and hopefully, you know, you can. Uh, uh, although the league cup should be used pretty much, and I, I've said this for Jim Green to get a, a, a team on the park that can show it's going to be competitive at the top end of the championship. So it's going to hopefully win the championship. You know, it's important, I think, that they do get off to a good start. And so, you know, beating Spartans on Saturday would be the right way to go about it. Beat Spartans, beat Thistle, and the rest will take care of itself. I could well do. <laughs> do you like a true crime podcast, Bear? I do, especially if it's local. What if I told you about a podcast that tells the story of a massive cocaine smuggling operation involving a man from Blair Gowrie who did a deal with the Cali cartel to import £100 million of uncut cocaine to Scotland? I'm listening. Hunting Mr X is DC Thompson's first true crime podcast that reveals the unbelievable story behind Julian Chisholm, who also became known as Mr X. It's got a prison break, an assassination plot... Undercover surveillance, the lot. Where can I listen to this? Hunting Mr. X is available on all your major podcasting platforms from Spotify to Apple. Subscribe now. Anyway, moving swiftly on to Dundee. Hola, George. Hola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. I was, I was primed for talking about our growth and suddenly we're in the Mexico. Everyone's talking about the Mexicans. Well, well done to Dundee for beating the mighty Arbroath in a friendly but the Mexicans are coming next week <laughs> they're coming they're, the club have been uh, told that they'll be getting their visas and all that sorted uh, at the end of this week and they should be in the building next week just in time for the season to start for anyone who doesn't know what we're speaking about we are of course speaking with Antonio Portales and Diego Pineda yeah I thought Pineda was that thing that thing you hang it's up in part Pineda ah yeah, there you go that's close enough That's for me. Very good, Tom. <laughs> no, but good, good news. Good news for Tony Doherty as well to get them. Uh... Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a relief because Portales has been what? It's been about a month, I think, mm, since yeah. it, it was before preseason started that they announced that they agreed that deal. Thankfully, Pineda has been a lot quicker. The, obviously, he was announced on Friday, and it looks like it's just taken a week to get his sorted. Um, and so you that's think good. they could be here by Monday? That's that's the plan that they'll be training on Monday. I always like that pre-show. George was coming on Monday, and as soon as you put him on, the, get him on the well, small maybe, one, maybe he's, back, he's backing off from that one, isn't he? That's, well, that's what I expect to see George at Prime Minister's Question Time. Something. <laughs> like that's what Tony Doherty said I, yesterday. So. I think these two. Oh, Tuesday. Uh, in, a, in a in a fair world, and we all know it's not a fair world, but uh, I think these two are the most exciting signings in Scottish football. Could be it. There's a big statement. It's, it's a complete it's, unknown, really, I isn't disagree it? Disagree with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very much on board oh, as well. It is exciting. Yeah. I can't. I'm, I can't wait to see. Oh, I met a Dundee fan and uh, bumped into him in the street uh, earlier this week, and uh, it just shows the psyche. He was at school with me, so we're, we're, we're the same age, and it's that it's that old Dundee fan thing. He said, oh, "I'm really looking. I've seen the video of the defender, so <laughs> at least I'm looking forward to his tackles." <laughs> But everyone's everyone's saying, "Wow, great! We've got these two. Maybe they're not very good." Yeah. <laughs> well, but, we'll hopefully find that out nice and quick. But the, certainly, Portales' his background looks promising. Um, I think he scored nine goals last season. I think from centre back, took penalties and stuff. So he's got a bit about him. Um, 
Well, it seemed to be a main player of a team that was going for promotion. Well, that's the thing. I've been doing a bit of research. It doesn't seem like there is promotion. That's not like you, from, uh, Really? From that division, they they had massive financial problems after COVID, and I think they're trying to rebuild to stop teams going bust. There's, I don't know, I haven't done full research, so excuse me if it's <laughs> that wrong. That sounds but, like George. <laughs> but they basically won the, won the championship, uh, the team Atlante, but they, they, I don't think they've been promoted. You should, you should have a segment in this podcast, Bad Facts with George. Just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. half research something and then oh, well, I, explain I've done a bit it. Of research, I, don't, I don't think it's exclusive to George. But, no, they, yeah. but the good news is he was a big player in that team and they did well last season. Is so, in a normal period of time would have been promoted yeah, or close to promotion. I think so. Um, By the way, when, I, when I'm saying they're the most exciting signings, that's to say nothing of their ability or anything, because I don't have a clue. No, I just but that's why. It's yeah, exciting it's exci- it's to exciting. see. Yeah. It's, it's, it's new, it's fresh. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, always, I always say this, if, if anyone had ever been stupid enough to make me a manager, apologies to the more than adequate Scottish player who everybody knew about if I was offered someone of the same mm. ability from an exotic <laughs> foreign country, I said, yeah. well, that, that gets bums on seats. Yeah, that, yeah. You can build this up. And hopefully the, when, the, when the play continues, but there's been plenty of times yeah. that when they start playing, you're like, oh, why didn't mm. you just sign the Scottish player? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, Pineda, I, I don't know as much about it. He doesn't have a huge amount of goals in his, uh, his stats. Uh, but he's done okay. Patalis seems to he he thought he was one of his most difficult opponents. Yeah, so interesting to see how that comes out. Whether he's hardworking, bustling forward that does a lot for the team, maybe doesn't score the goals that you want from a striker, but he brings a lot to the table. Um, I did do a bit of research on him, and uh, back in 2015, he was in the Mexico under 20 squad for their version of the Euros, and he scored in that mm-hmm. tournament, and they won that tournament. No, it's, uh, it's, as I've said before on here, Mexico gets dismissed, um, but it's a huge it's a big footballing yeah. country. It, 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 it's massive. Uh, and the top scorer in that team was Hervin Lozano, plays for Napoli. He's the Serie A champion. So there was some proper players him? in that team. Slightly above the budget, <laughs> I think. <laughs> different pay grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the other interesting thing about these two is when you look at the players already in pre-season training at Dens at one end of the park you've got a club captain and a very experienced performer in central defence the other end of the park younger age but but guys that are doing well so you wonder these two are coming maybe at the very least it gives Tony Doherty a couple of weeks to get the, the Mexicans up to speed but they might they'll face competition for their places won't they Mm-hmm. It's it's a really interesting move. I'm with, I'm with Sean. It's it's interesting for Dundee and it's it's interesting for Scottish football as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure that you know when they go over here, you know when when the broadcasters are coming to do an interview, they'll be wanting to speak to them. Hopefully, one or one or the other will be able to speak a bit English. I don't know, George. Do well, judging from Pineda's video, it, it yeah, speaks yeah. pretty well. I think Portales is yeah. maybe not quite as 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 good, but it's able to speak to yeah. Tony Dockett on Zoom. So Yeah, but in terms of in terms of football and ability, we just don't know. You're watching you're looking at videos it so Dundee have taken a bit of a punt. But Is that going back to what I said there, they've they've got decent young strikers and and, and yeah. Robinson and Rodden and others. They've got two very experienced centre halves. It's a gamble 
but there is a safety net there. Yeah, it is. It is. I always think when you're when you're signing players, if you're signing two, if you get one good one, one good one, not one good one. <laughs> not wrong, the Dundee right If you get one one good one out of the two, you're doing well. Yeah, you're doing. Well. I also think that having a, a, another Mexican coming in will help both of them settle in a yeah. bit into the city. It could be a lonely mm-hmm. place if you're. For, uh, Mexico's a long, long way away. You know, yeah. you, you don't get buses to, from the Seagate to, to Mexico. So uh, <laughs> you get one to Re Mexico. Yeah, yeah. On, on oh, another yeah. on another yeah. So it's uh, a very good Mexican restaurant. Yeah, I'll, I'll, help, I'll help the both of them settle in. So hopefully they will be here next week. And mm. as George says, but the big question, George, is in the pie shop next season. Will they be selling nachos and enchiladas and tacos? That's what the fans really want to know. Well, I hope so. Judge done any research on that? <laughs> Not yet, but I'll, I'll find out. Um, maybe in the new stadium. It's Scott Brothers who do the care. Just give, uh, them, give them a phone. They can I bet they could that. sort well, that. Go, yeah. back, go, go back to the Benetti yeah. years. I came, yeah. I came back from a, a, a winter break from Italy carrying instant espresso <laughs> that they were planning to sell. Yeah. sell. Oh, this is a business they did, idea. They did, yeah. yeah, I mean, they did, yeah. they did the pizzas and that at that point in time, yeah. Some of us at the back of the bus, I wouldn't name the senior players, opened them and they were fouled. Yeah. <laughs> they were, uh, they, they, you, you pulled some tab and it heated itself and all you could say is it, at least it heated, but it tasted disgusting. No. Don't, don't think it ever took off with the punters. Bovril was safe. Right. But, I mean, going back to the, the football inside of it, I mean, the, the other interesting thing... George is going to be how fit they are right now. Yeah, well, speaking to the manager this week, he, he's been saying Portales has been on a program which all players have to do these days, but they've been trying to get him fit over there in Mexico. It's obviously not the same as, as being amongst the group. Um, so it probably will take a bit of time, but they do have a bit of time before the, the league season starts. Um, they've got plenty in reserve. I think the team's been looking pretty good over these uh, friendlies that yet to meet a uh, kind of premiership quality uh, opposition although Fleetwood were good um, so wait and see what that how ready the team are for that test but they're looking looking good to me um, playing some decent stuff scoring some goals winning every game which always helps as well yeah Bear, I mean that's maybe after a a good pre-season, which rounds off with a friendly at Cove on Saturday, another decent performance there. Tony Doherty then has the time with his two Mexicans, hopefully a couple of good results in the early games of the via play. He can then maybe throw them in when there's no mm. pressure because Dundee are, are hopefully through. Although, I was going to say this in the United section, the thing about the via play, there's always one or two top teams get it wrong isn't there and you don't want to be them no that, let's hope that's not done I think that will be the plan for the Mexicans I don't see them featuring in the first couple of games maybe on the bench yeah, yeah but I chuck think, them on for 10 minutes yeah I think you will you will see them and I think yeah. that's, that's good from the, the club's point of view Spanish the fans for actually, super sub yeah the, the fans actually get to see them I think you would like them on the park certainly before the, yeah. the League Cup section is, has run its course um, but again, he's got to be. It may depend on how how the first three games go. Tom, I've done. You're sitting on nine points, and I've, I've got the section all but wrapped up. Then yeah. you can get them on the party against Inverness, who are going to be the toughest yeah. opponents. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I think they'll be they will be a wee bit off it. Um, I've seen Dunny in a few of their the pre-season games. 
you know, they do look good. I'm always wary about, about pre-season yeah. games because of the amount of players that actually end up on the park. Um, but I'm sure that, that Tony Dock, I mean, last night at Arbroath, George, you were saying they didn't, didn't, I wasn't there, so they didn't throw on as many substitutes in that game as they have no. been doing. No, so I, maybe he's, <coughs> he, maybe he's um, now getting a bit closer. To yeah. know, well, he probably knows, has a good idea of what his starting 11 would be at this point in time, but maybe he's, he's starting to move towards that, you know, honing, honing a team. Um, so we may yeah. see that again on Saturday. It's, cool. Certainly, is. They've, they've been a wee bit short of bodies. There were had four missing for the game on Saturday, just with wee knocks, and they, they, they actually ended up huckling uh, three youth players from Waterford uh, on at the bench, just to fill up the bench. Um, so he's not had masses of subs to be able to throw on. Um, it was the same at Arbroath. I think he made a sub on the hour, Cami uh, Kerr coming on, and then there was maybe two or three towards the mm. end. It wasn't like, as you say, just changing the whole team or changing half the team. So I, I think he's got the makings of his team in his mind. I think his squad's, I in, think. I think his squad's in pretty good shape. Yeah. yeah. He's got, he's got mm -hmm. good numbers. Just, in just needs bodies, I, I think. think. I think, I think, I've been being sort of looking at it really closely, I still think they need an experienced front man with a bit of weight up top. I, I think that's the one area that, that they're missing. And we spoke about Dundee United, so there's, <laughs> there's, there's clubs all over the country yeah. looking for, and there's a few of them kicking around at this point in time who haven't signed contracts. And I'm just wondering if they're all looking at the same people, and it may depend on who's willing to spend the most to get the, these people in. But, mm. uh, um, yeah, I, th I, th I think they need a, an experienced guy up top to lead the line. I was going to say, I think uh, from, from where they were, um, I think it's been really really impressive the way they've gone out and, and put a squad together basically uh, and mm. yes it's not complete yet but no, I think they've done a lot of good work. What I would say is I think Tony Doherty has uh, has been fortunate in the way the club went about their business last season by not signing any players and the vast majority of the squad were actually out of contract mm. so they were uh, bar two or three of the players the vast majority so that nice. they were able to sign the ones they wanted to sign them and they weren't lumbered. Yeah. Uh, uh, lumber's not really the word that they used, but they yeah, weren't yeah. left players they didn't really want. There's a new manager coming yeah. in. And, that, yeah. well, so, so the, and there was money money to spend, but they have, they have moved quickly. Yes, they have. And I, well, actually, this, that was the other point I was going to make there, is that, that, that it's, it's, it's easy to forget about that, but, I mean, you have to give credit to the owners as yeah. well. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, we've seen elsewhere. I mean, I, I'm going to point at St. Johnson as an example here. Sorry, he loves them. But, no, but just as an example, seventeen players have left St. Johnson this yeah. summer. They haven't signed anyone yet, exactly. right? Whereas at Dundee, they've got all this business done, and the indication what that indicates to me is, particularly early on, the owners have backed the manager. He said, yeah. "I want this guy. This is what he's asking mm -hmm. for. No problem. There you go." So they've they've backed him, and I think they've deserved credit for that. Yeah, yeah it's, de 100%. definitely. Was it? Yeah. It's a, It's maybe not the blueprint for how to. How to run a football club from year to year, having so mm -hmm. many players yeah. out of contract, and it was a huge, a huge gamble. But equally, a sign of the Financial Times mm -hmm. that basically they went, well, we'll have one budget if we go up, one one budget if we don't go up. So let the players go out of contract, and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll work from there. And thankfully, they, they got promotion. They've mm -hmm. also it looks like a, an intentional strategy now, though, because <clears throat> every player that's signed this summer has signed a two-year deal. So in two years' time, we have the same situation. With the I, I don't think it's the worst situation because the club's not got these players hooked into big, long contracts. 
And but if you're long if enough you're doing for the well, players, yeah. next summer you can sign a new, an extension, an exactly. deal, and it's long enough for the players to be quite secure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I don't think it's the worst idea in terms of backing the managers. That's certainly been the case uh, from everything I'm hearing. And you just look at the trip to Ireland; that wasn't on on the books mm-hmm. before uh, Tony Docherty came in. He insisted it's very important for me to get my team together that we we have a pre-season trip, and the board just went okay. And it cost, yeah, cost yeah. quite a lot of money from what I hear. So. Uh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. I just have that feeling of dread that everything's going so well. <laughs> <laughs> no. What can possibly go wrong? What can possibly go wrong? Results. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it all boils down yeah. to. And it's, it's, it's major time for, for Tony Doherty because, you know... It's his first gig. Yeah, the, yeah, the first, first, first managerial role. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So there is a bit of background pressure on him to see if, if he can get you know, wins on the board in the League Cup, but more so in, in the Premier League. Is he capable of putting a team on the park that can compete? I think most Dundee fans I speak to aren't looking at top six place or anything like that. Dundee, the majority of Dundee fans will be happy to keep their yeah. heads, heads above water and not get involved in any any real relegation battle, but keep keep happily finishing 10th as long as it didn't mean a last day victory yeah, kept them I in I say 10th. that about any team that gets promoted, you're... Definition of success. If you have a season where, irrespective of your finishing place, you're never in relegation trouble or you never have huge worries about it, that's a very good first season and it's something that you can then build on. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, just on the point, I mean, it is Tony Doherty's first gig as a manager. And now, what I will say here is I'm, I'm a wee bit wary. I don't know how Derek McInnes worked, but I know other managers who basically say, to their assistant pre-season, that's your job, Paul. Mm. So it strikes me that Tony Doherty is taking to it very, very comfortably. Mm-hmm. That might be because it's the thing he does every every year in his long tenure with Derek McInnes. But you, I mean, you're closer, George. Is that a fair? Yeah, I think sort so. Sort of summary. I, th- and I think obviously be having that pressure that, that Bear talks about, he's, you'll be very aware of that, and he'd be making sure that everything. Is done to the to a T and done to the way he wants to do it. It, it, it he's got a good uh, <clears throat> relationship with his assistant Stuart Taylor. He's he's made an impact already as well. Um, but yet we don't really find out until the the proper ball comes out. No, so no, no, you're right. That, that's that's and and <clears throat> we spoke about pressure uh, earlier on Dundee United, but I, mean, I would suggest the big pressure and, and he's. He'll know that when he said he was interested in the job is on Tony Doherty because mm-hmm. Tony Doherty could have sat for another 10, 15 years and, and been remembered as one of the best or possibly the best assistant managers in Scottish football of his generation. But he want, he wants to go and make his mark as a manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A fair play to him on that. As you say, yeah. you could, could have, he, would, he would have been pretty comfy just sitting, continuing to... Be number two to Derek McInnes, um, and probably been in employment for a few. Well, yeah, exactly. And, and even yeah. If, if Derek McInnes something happened that he lost the job, Tony Doherty would never lack offers as no. a number two. Yeah, I yeah no, he's obviously de- decided now's the time. He actually said as much when he took the job, didn't he? he just thought, yeah, it feels like. I want to do this. This is the right time. Mm-hmm. I want to be my own man. He's put his head above the bar, but he's going to have to pick the team. He's going to have to go in front of the press when, when things aren't going well. 
he's gonna he's gonna have to deal with players that are unhappy because they're not getting yeah. a game. He's not gonna be able to go, go and speak to the manager if you're not uh-huh. happy. But he's gonna have to deal with that those sort of things. But the way he's come across certainly it's that famous uh, assistant yeah. manager. You know, I agree with you, son. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it's him that yeah. picks the team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, the way he's dealt with everything so far that's been thrown at him has been first class. And, and I would I would have expected that from Tony Docker. He's you know, having worked with Dell for so long and yeah. he's he's quite used to handling the media. Yeah. You know, he's done it so often. So yeah, everything's every, looking good so far. But yes, there is there is a very there is a pressure aspect to the role. There's no doubt about that. I was just going to say he's a very intelligent guy. He, he once told me when he was a Dundee United coach, the rest of his the rest of his siblings are doctors. He was he was the he was the black sheep of the family for getting involved in football. So mm. so there you go. But I mean, just on that point, and it's maybe one for you and I, Bear. Is it, it, when we were boys. Oh, that's a long time ago. That. That, so many managers, most managers were coaches or assistant managers before they came became managers. It was a, it is a relative. It's maybe the last 20, 25 years, so it's not quite recent. Yeah. But uh, it's been a change in football over the last couple of decades or so, where, as I say, almost every manager was either an assistant manager at a big club or they went to a part-time club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys like Billy McNeil, yeah. Alec Ferguson, all started off way down the ranks. It, mm. it is a more modern trend that you, you pick a you pick a star player and as soon as his yeah. career's over, you throw him into management. And it completely bamboozled the press, Tom, because if, when you remember, Dundee were looking for a manager after Gary Boyer left. Tony Docherty's name wasn't mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it, when you think about it now, why wasn't his name mentioned? Because no. he's been involved at in mm. Scottish football at a higher level for such a long time as a number two surely he had something to offer so Dundee have seen something in him he's, right, off, he's I obviously seen George an, an Sean, opportunity if it had been, <laughs> if it'd been you yeah, and I it'd been there. Peter Houston stepped yeah. up over the road yeah he no, was I, already. It never crossed my yeah. mind. I no. must admit. Well, that's. I think. But, I, mean, I think that longevity. Longevity. Well, as, well, an as Tom says, Tom says, ex-footballer Charlie Adams' name is getting through. <laughs> <there, isn't laughs> mm-hmm. And no managerial experience whatsoever. A very limited coaching experience. And you know, his name was getting mentioned before the likes of Tony Docherty. Yeah. It shows where Scottish football has gone. You're right. You know. Aye. I, I must admit, as soon as I heard his name, I thought that there, it is a gamble to an extent, but. I didn't see that Dundee had a choice. When he expressed an interest in the job, you had to go for him because of what he's done in his career. And as George confirmed, so far, he knew he was ready for that mm-hmm. step up and he's made it, but it comes down to results. And on the subject of results, George, good thing, bad thing that they're not starting their cup campaign on Saturday. Is that a question? Yes. All right. For <laughs> <laughs> <Or> a statement. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, Bad thing. I'd rather just get going. I've, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've had I, yeah, I can understand that you'd, you'd like another game when you're moulding your squad, and you might have thought, you know, a couple of weeks ago that the Mexicans could have been here in time to play in this friendly. But I, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about seeing everyone else in the group. Yeah, play. Mm-hmm. There, there is a bit of that. Maybe looking at it now and in, in the. <clears throat> the really tough preseason he's put his players through. Maybe he would prefer that to have a weekend off this weekend, but back on the pitch and trying things and should be an interesting game. Um, I would much rather it was a proper cup match. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, um, 
I'm you don't have to wait long. No. I mean, the Rat Bonnie rig goes on Tuesday. Tuesday. Is that, is that a first? Will that be a first for you? Have you That's been a first. Yet? First, uh, yep. Very first time to Bonnie rig. How, how, many, how many have you got left now? Um, that'll put me on 41. 41. Oh, 41. <sighs> so what's the last one? Edinburgh City Edinburgh at City? Uh, the go. new Meadowbank. Funny thing. Hmm? Le- leaving the best till last by the sounds of things. I was going to say Bonnie rig rose were traditionally one of the big names in junior yeah, yeah. have you played there no I haven't actually but, uh, I don't know, you know where it is they have well, it's just outside Edinburgh is yeah. it yeah. honestly don't it's, I, it's, it's, it's in Bonnie right it's a ridiculous <laughs> a ridiculous admission to make yeah because they were one of the big names in junior Absolutely. football for 50, 60 years. Down there along with Linlithgow and yeah. things like that, you know. But, but they've come through and, and fair play to them. They've, they've kept their heads above water last season and, you know, they're, they're now part of the senior setup. So, but they were at Denz just a yeah. few years ago and gave Dundee a real fright in the Scottish yeah. Cup. So, um, yeah, I, just in terms of it starting the season, I, I, I'm a traditionalist. I would have liked to see this Dundee's kicking off on a Saturday afternoon at yeah. three o'clock, but uh, such is life. Says the man who never gets in until five past yeah, three. That's true. That's true. You've <laughs> <laughs> got to get that last like, bite. He might have heard the kick or the whistle yeah. as he ran down from the top of the hill. What, what I'm going to miss this season, Tom, is, is Jeff Sterling telling us at Dundee had won and won nothing, but we're actually going to the game. <laughs> <laughs> because Jeff's obviously packing it in. <laughs> Aye. And will there be one and one nothing? Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Well, guys, that's about it for this week. That is it. It's been a short summer, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, before we know it, the real ball is out. And next week we'll be speaking about bookings, sending <laughs> offs. It's great, isn't it? I'll not be back. <laughs> You're not getting invited back. <laughs> you mentioned St. Johnson. Even you and Smith doesn't go that low. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa Teams One Street, and that means a lot to us.